0: The opinions expressed on the ACB media network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Good afternoon everyone and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney. Today is a Wednesday, May the 10th, 2023 and we will be cooking turtle brownies today. Before we get started, I would like to go ahead and thank Tori for hosting for us today and Chanel for streaming um, for us on ACB Media 5 and also connecting and moderating in Clubhouse. And also to Kayla for being my sidekick and helping out today. So thank you so much ladies for taking time out of your Wednesday afternoon to help me out. All right. So let's go over the list of ingredients that we will need. Let me get that pulled up. You will need, let's see here. You'll need um, a 14 ounce bag of uh, individually wrapped caramels, or as I found, uh, those were a little more expensive than the caramel bits, which is the same thing. And they'll just melt a lot quicker and a lot easier. So a bag of caramel bits or a bag of individually wrapped caramels. You'll need five ounces of evaporated milk, one box devil's food cake mix, one half cup chopped nuts, optional. You'll need six tablespoons of melted butter, a six ounce bag of semi-sweet chocolates. And we're gonna need to uh, heat our oven up to 350 degrees. And I will be using a disposable 9x13 pan today that I have already sprayed with nonstick cooking spray. So I'm going to get my oven turned on to 350. And I've already melted my butter. So I've got that going on. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to um, empty our cake mix into our bowl. And today I'm using my... Um, A KitchenAid mixer. If you don't have a KitchenAid mixer, you can use a hand mixer works just as well. All right, so I'm dumping the entire package of cake mix into my mixing bowl. And this does not call for any eggs whatsoever. So that's, I had to check the recipe several times. All right. So I have a 12 ounce can of evaporated milk. That's the smallest can I could find. And I'm going to dip out two tablespoons and I'm going to put that in my saucepan where I'm going to melt my caramels in just a few minutes. And I've already dumped my bag of caramels in my saucepan. Right. So I'm just measuring out my evaporated milk. And again, we just want two tablespoons in there. All right, and it says to, if you're using a five ounce can, to pour the rest of the milk into your your cake mix. But since this is such a large can, I'm just going to use half a cup, which is four ounces. All right, so I've got that in there. Then I'm gonna put the lid back on this can because I've got more ingredients to make more brownies. All right. Then we're going to add our melted butter to our cake mix and milk mixture. See if I can make it over here to the mixing bowl without spilling my butter in the floor. My little four-legged sushi just have a payday with that. All right, so i have got that in there. And you would add your nuts at this time, if you were using nuts. I've opted not to use nuts in these today. So let me take this back over to the sink. And we will get this cake mix going. All right, so do we have any hands? Let me get this going.
0: We do not.
1: Okay. And you don't want to mix this very long. You just want to make sure it's mixed thoroughly. So I'm just going to turn it on low and you don't want to mix it at a high speed either. All right. Got that going. Make sure I've got all my ingredients in there. Looks like we now have some hands in Clubhouse. Okay. Yes, we do. First up is Jeanette. Oh, hi, Jeanette. Welcome. And While oh, waiting on Jeanette, I'm just going to check my mixture, make sure it's mixing up very well. It is. Go ahead, Jeanette. Jeanette? Oh, I forgot to put extra bling and uh, sequins and glitter on the mute button. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I I bought some new lights. Yeah, I've got some new lights that I need to put on it too. I just hadn't unpacked them yet. (laughs) Okay, Jeanette is muted. Jeanette, Jeanette? Uh, go go ahead ahead and and speak speak. and unmute, unmute, please. please. And we're getting some echo. Again, while we're waiting on Jeanette, so now what I'm going to do Sorry. is mix up. Okay, just a moment, Jeanette, Thanks. and I'll get back with you, okay? So that's mixed up thoroughly, and I'm just going to scrape my beaters down, and then we're going to put half of this mixture in the bottom of our 9x13 pan. You want to spread it out evenly, and then we're going to bake it for 10 minutes. So go ahead, Jeanette, while I work on this.
2: Clubhouse and my phone and voiceover were fighting with each other. So, no fighting, anybody. <laughs> questions, Courtney. Sure. Um, does it matter whether you melt the butter on the stove or in the microwave?
1: It does not. I just didn't bring my microwave with me when we moved. Didn't no, understood. One. Yeah. Um,
2: so I, I, just just
1: why I would have typically done that. So, yeah. it's,
2: I'm just one of these people that. I don't like to melt butter on the stove and it isn't that I can't do it. It's that I don't like to, I am rather spoiled. And my other question is, um, how do you know when your caramels are melted? Like what should the consistency be?
1: I will let you know in just a few minutes because we're going to, we're going to work on that while our brownie mix is cooking. Okay. So. Sure. And we do also have Anissa Brown up in Clubhouse as well. Hi, hi, Anissa. Go ahead with your question or comment. And Anissa, you are muted.
0: Hi. Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> it's
1: okay. Oh. Welcome.
0: Well, thank you. Um. I just love this recipe that you're making. Um, my question is, what type of cake mix or batter are you using? I normally just buy brownie mix, so I'd like to know what you're using.
1: This calls for a devil's food cake, uh, cake mix, mm. so that's what I'm using today. hmm Okay. Yeah, and you're not using the eggs um, in it and the water. You've got the milk and you've got your fat, which is the, the six tablespoons of butter. Um, but again, you're not using any eggs, so it's not going to rise as much. Right, so then question,
0: a, I'm sure, sorry if I could ask another question. Is this going to be a fudgy consistency or is it going to be more of a cake type of brownie?
1: It's more of a fudgy consistency. Fudgy. Okay.
0: Thanks so yeah, much. That, I think, that's I, think I just I spoke your love
1: language there, didn't I?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the way you said fudgy, it, it made me think that I was uh, on the right track. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other hands in clubhouse? Not at the moment. Okay. Tori, do we have any in Zoom?
0: We have Herbie.
2: Kirby. So I'm, well, I've never melted caramels before. I can just tell you that with my experience of melting things in general, what you're looking for is a very smooth consistency and you don't want it to feel lumpy. And right. <clears throat> one of the things I recommend is, is if you just use a regular metal spoon, you're going to feel better. Uh, that, um, not feel better as I'm feel better, like from being sick, but just feel your, uh, Substances a lot better and mm-hmm. um tori can't talk because she's hosting but uh, she has agreed with me on this uh, very thing that so um yeah when you're melting and then especially if you're not good with melting you could um you know just to uh, you know melt it slowly and you probably could melt the caramels in the microwave too if you didn't want to deal with the stove i'm not sure if that would yeah. matter as much um so that'd be another alternative um but uh, yeah, you're you're just looking for a very, you know, I would imagine it's going to be like a very smooth consistency for the melting.
1: Yeah, you are. And um, I have not made these in over 20 years. So, <laughs> um, And then the more I thought about it while others were um, speaking. Um, yeah. You're going to, you're, you're going to be able to tell the texture difference and you're going to want it smooth. And even if you don't get it completely smooth, it's going, you're going to put these back in the oven because we're just using half of the brownie mixture and then we'll add the other half in just a little bit. And you're going to, um, it's going to go back in the oven and then that will melt anything else that you, um, you know, you didn't get melted. So you just might have a little bit more caramel in one spot than the other. And I'm okay with that. All right, so I've just spooned some of my batter mixture into my cake pan. may not be quite half, but I mean, I can always go in and get more. Um, So I'm just spooning that in there and just spreading it out just like I would cake frosting. And it is a very thick consistency, again, because you only have um, a little bit of butter and um, half a cup of milk. In there. And again, that is evaporated milk. Um, you don't want to use sweetened condensed milk because that's thick. my! Oh, and this is just not spreading very well today. I just want to be con- stubborn on me. Okay, now's the time you bring in the hands and you just start spreading that stuff out. I've been wanting to make these for a while and I just, I haven't done it. And I thought, oh, God, this is the perfect time to do it. Somebody asked for something sweet. And I think they even asked for brownies. I'm not sure, but... Oh, and the Herbie, if you're still here, while I'm working on this, I'll give you a chance to
2: promote your call and let us
1: know what you're cooking up next tuesday
2: all right so i was actually so on the ball i even posted to the acb cooks list this morning so i saw um, that i was like oh what's wrong with tori uh i, I, I know nothing was wrong with tori it's uh, just i was actually feeling ambitious this morning so uh you know, i beat her to it um because <clears throat> I, I even filled out the community call thing and everything i i, I don't know what's wrong oh, with me wow Oh, I know.
1: Chanel, check his temperature, honey. I think he's sick. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But we're going to be doing a spicy roasted chicken this next week. And uh, it's a mixture of some chili powder, curry powder, paprika, a little bit of salt and pepper, some breadcrumbs. And it's very tasty and it's really not that spicy. And... The recipe calls for chicken thighs, which is uh, what I'll be using, the bone-in ones. But uh, you can modify it with any kind of chicken that you want, really. Just know that cooking times may vary depending on uh, what chicken you're using. And um, that's what we're going to be doing uh, next Tuesday. And uh, also, because we we got feedback from our audience on this, and we, we actually do listen to our audience when they tell us things now granted when the audience is in the same household that can maybe have an impact too but originally thought we were going to be doing tortilla pizza we're going to be doing a tortilla casserole i think that's the tuesday after next i don't know um it is it is all right see and um see i i i have a rescheduler who keeps me in line or it tells me these things and then we're hoping to get a guest facilitator the uh, last Tuesday of the month to uh, talk to us about uh, popcorn. So uh, we're hoping to rope her in. And uh, I'm really looking forward to July. I was hoping we'd get him in May, but um, a member of my uh, Dice World Club is going to join us in July, who is a uh, going to talk to us about several cookies. And so that'll be a brand new person coming to the cooking call and. Unless he joins any call sooner, it'll be his first time on an ACB community call as well. So we got some exciting things happening around the corner on the uh, cooking call. So awesome!
1: Well, maybe we won't hear him off or her
2: off. It's it's a him or her. Him. Her for the popcorn, which will be Cindy Laban. For those of you that were on the call yesterday, we we couldn't let her talk because she was. I mean, I guess we could have let the call go on an hour and a half, but we decided we'd do one better and invite her on as a guest speaker for the call instead. There you go. So just beware, guys, especially even if you're hosting and you offer advice, it just may turn into get in contact with my agent. We're going to put you on the show. So careful what you say. You you, you don't know what Mm -hmm. that'll lead to.
1: It could get you in trouble, sort of. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In, in in a way, you might not want to be in trouble. You might, you might be a facilitator. And, then, and if I sold. can just
2: mention real quick, too, Sheila has her recipe swapped tonight, and she's looking for Mother's Day recipes. So,
1: Yes, I was going to bring that up. All right, so I have stuck this in the oven. was something on my pan, so I need to pull that out real quick. We're going to stick this in the oven for about 10 minutes. Let me see what's going on with my pan here. I think it was just the way it was. we we'll are gonna stick in there for 10 minutes and then we'll remove that from the oven and we'll add our other ingredients on top of that. All right, thanks Herbie for that. So now I'm moving my caramels over to the stove and I'm gonna turn these on uh, medium to medium low heat. Um, you don't wanna turn this on a high heat because you don't want it to scorch. And that's the one thing about doing it in the microwave. If you're going to do it in the microwave, do it on a low heat and stir it like every 30 seconds. So I've got that on a low heat, a medium heat, medium to low heat, and I'm getting my spatula out so that I can, say I am, this'll work. So that I can stir these so they don't stick we're just going to gently stir them. And again, um, for those of you who were not here at the, before the call started, um, I did not know until I ordered the ingredients that they made caramel bits. Um, see, that tells you how long it's been since I've made these. But you can buy the caramel bits and they will melt a lot quicker.
3: About the size of chocolate chips, I believe. Well, maybe a little bit bigger.
1: Yeah, it calls for a six ounce bag. But I mean, that's just enough to make me mad.
3: That's just a suggestion, I think. It, that's exactly. the minimum requirement.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. And I think this was like an 11 ounce bag of caramel bits. Um, again, I didn't add any more to it since I wasn't using quite so much milk you know, just just a couple of tablespoons of milk. I do not like that spoon. And I have a
3: couple of fun brownie facts when you want me to go
1: right ahead, Kayla. Okay, yes. We're so melting sprinkle you can... them out. Ah, <laughs> so. I see what you did there. All right. <laughs>
3: All right. So my first one is um, they're, they're not quite sure where brownies came from. Um, there's a couple different rumors. One is that a chef uh, accidentally put cake into a, or I mean, chocolate into a cake batter and came out with brownies. Um, another one is that the chef forgot to put in a leavening agent, such as your baking soda, and then it came out with more of a flat cake. And then one is a, a mom um, just didn't have all the ingredients to make a cake. So she just threw what she had into a pan and came out with brownies. Um the first official documented brownies um, were made for uh, in Chicago at a woman's fair tr- uh, luncheon. Um, and this was in the late 1800s, and they put, um, they did like a base of a brownie, and then they put a jelly on top of that with nuts. um, So kind of layered it, and that was able to go in like a lunchbox type of a thing. Um, And so, yeah, so do you want me to keep going, or do you want to, do you have...
1: Keep going. I'm starving. Okay. So just keep going. <laughs> All right.
3: So the largest brownie ever made uh, or documented was three thousand pounds. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't even know how they would have cooked this brown- this brownie. Um, it was served at the Hudson Valley Chocolate Festival in two thousand one. I'm just how many people? I mean, that's like. I can't eat a pound of brownie. Well, maybe I can. Let's not talk about that. We're going to move on. Yeah, um,
1: that's another so this- call for another day. <laughs> yeah.
3: This this brownie included eight hundred and fifty pounds of sugar, um, seven hundred and fifty pounds of chocolate chips, uh, five hundred pounds of butter, mm. five hundred pounds of flour, and three thousand five hundred eggs. So, no wonder
1: we have an egg shortage.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> blondies are brownies that don't have chocolate in them. So um, you make them the exact same way, it just you don't add chocolate.
1: Uh-huh.
3: So um, and brownies have two of their own holidays um, celebrated throughout the year. Um, National Brownie Day is on December 8th. And have a brownie day is on February 10th. So just a couple mm-hmm. fun facts. Oh, um, brownie points is an imaginary term used to, um, to uh, kind of give you uh, a, an imaginary word for doing good or someone who is sucking up. So that's what I got for some fun facts on brownies while well, you're mixing your caramel there.
1: All right. And I'm having to add a bit more milk to this because it's just, I don't know, it's it's not melting very well. And what is melting is kind of clumping and it's not getting smooth. So um, so I have added just a little bit more milk. When I say I'm, you know, I haven't measured it out. I just pour a little bit in there. So probably I've probably added another tablespoon that would be honest It's just maybe I'm not giving it enough time. So Herbie comes on my cooking calls and, get, you know, he, he tries to win brownie points with me so that, you know, I'll give him time to promote his call. So that's how that works. That's how brownie points work. If you're not sure. <laughs> and I'm just picking on Herbie because I can. All right. Do we have any hands so far? While you're checking hands, this is melting and it's melting into a big clump (laughs) at the moment. But again, we just got to, you know, just continuously stir it. Um, You can walk away for a second or two, but um, you don't want to just leave it because it, it will scorch. And we don't want that.
3: So are you doing it in a double boiler or just directly in a pan?
1: just directly in a pan. It didn't say to do it in a double boiler and it might be better in a double boiler.
3: That's typically how I would, um, af- would do it just because mm-hmm. then you don't have to continuously stir it as much and you True. don't have to worry about it um, like burning to the bottom of the pan. True. The nice thing about caramel though is um, if you, get it stuck in your pan. Um, once you you pour it out of your pan, if you turn your faucet to the hottest temperature possible and put mm-hmm. your pan and just soak it, it the sugars and stuff kind of all dissolve and give it like five minutes or so and dump it out and your pan will be pretty much clean. Yes. So, as as and I'm using my,
1: my stainless steel cookware, so that'll be fairly easy to clean as well. It's starting to smooth out some. Again, um, and it's many times, uh, you know, like I said, it's been a while since we've made it. Um, no wonder the milk wasn't coming out. I put the lid back on it and forgot. It. Um, <laughs> Sounds
3: like when we, I would do.
1: No, no. When we first, you know, tried the recipe, we made it a lot, and we never did use a double boiler. So I'm just, you know, was going back to. We do good have old a days. Milk. Okay.
2: Who do we have, Tori?
1: Herbie's back.
2: Herbie! So, uh, I'm not, you're gonna not going to thank me after this, but I was thinking you might want to explain to, especially any of our novice cooks, what actually is a double boiler and how it works.
1: Thank you, Herbie. I was going to do that. Huh. So, oh, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. That's okay. I was just uh, waiting a few minutes, but I will do that. So a double boiler is, is just that it's two pans, one sitting on top of each of the, of the other. And in the bottom pan, you put just a little bit of water, probably maybe like Kayla inch, two inches of water. In there. You um, say? Yeah. It
3: kind of depends on how deep your pan is, I think, and how wide, because there's a lot of different sizes. Um, you yeah. want it to be below the where the second pan is gonna sit on the on it, you don't want the water to touch the pan that's above it. Um, right. Because you're it, it's it boils and it's the steam that comes off of the water that you're using to actually heat the above pan or bowl.
1: Okay. And you just pour your ingredients in the top uh pot. And that steam starts melting them. So like with the, the caramels and the milk, you would just pour those in the top pot and the steam from the boiling water on the pot, the bottom pot will rise up and start melting the ingredients. And you can just stir them in there. And adding a little bit more milk, uh, it worked, y'all. It, after I took the lid off of the can. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna add just a little bit more. You won't just, you don't want a very thin consistency. You want something about the thickness of pancake batter because you're gonna drizzle this over your brownie mix when it comes out of the oven. And I can feel that it is smooth. That we do have that smooth consistency. All right, right. anybody else have any questions or comments or suggestions while we work on this? And there's there's still, it's not like real bumpy like the, you know, the caramel bits, but there's still some clumps where the caramels melted together. So, and I'm just, you know, stirring around and I'm finding those and just kind of breaking those down. All right, any other hands? Ladies. None that I can see right now. Okay. And this is not one of those things, you know, once you get all the caramel out, um, you know, and drizzled over your brownies, you don't want to lick your spoon immediately because it's gonna burn your tongue and might leave a blister. So we don't want to do that. We know how to hand. Gonna... Okay. Alexa, stop. So I'm going to turn my uh, caramel mixture off. just going to turn that eye off. And I'm just going to let that sit here while I um, get the brownie batter out of the oven. Right. So who is our hand, Tori? Glenda. Hi, Glenda. Ah, there we go. Um, how do you tell if you get an even drizzle? Um, as a blind person, i unless you're doing it by using a fork, what I would do is, you know, I would just gently tilt my pan and just kind of go back and forth in a zigzag motion. So, um, just kind of like I would frost a cake in that motion, um, or spread the frosting. I would go back and forth in a zigzag pattern from right to left simply because I'm right handed. Um, If you want to use left to right, you know, um, but just kind of keeping your pan tilted evenly. And then like I said, go back and forth from top to bottom in a zigzag motion. Or if you want to go left to right in a zigzag motion. Okay, thank you. That's the best way I can explain it. (laughs) I have I have problems getting uh doing an even
3: drizzle like that. So
1: yeah, I do too. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be more in one spot than the other.
3: So. But you know, they're homemade. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, you All could right. also drizzle it on and then use a rubber spatula and kind of spread it out a little bit if you want more of a solid um layer in them.
1: that's That's, what I usually end up doing I was gonna say that's what I'm gonna do is just you know drizzle it and then spread it a little bit and that way it looks like it's supposed to be that way
3: and instead of trying to drizzle it from the bowl you could um use a spoon or something like a um a measuring cup or something like that so you're working with smaller amounts rather than trying to hold the bowl and find the pan and all of that also
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and
3: that's one thing that's really nice about the um double boiler is I can turn off the heat on it and still keep it they uh over it and it will keep the stuff melted for longer so I'm able to ta- take a little more time to scoop it out and drizzle it that way or spread it um, rather than it being completely off the heat and instantly starting to harden. But with this, it shouldn't harden too much because we added that milk into it, so it's going to keep that more creamy um, texture.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for your question, Glenna. All right, now I'm going to sprinkle the chocolate chips on top of the hot brownie mixture here. Yep. And I'm not measuring out, I'm just sprinkling And so I put my hand kind of in the pan and I'm just going back and forth from right to left and I'm just sprinkling out of the bag. I mean, it's more than half of a 12 ounce bag, so that's about six ounces, right? (laughs) This is, you know, this is one time in baking where it's okay if you don't get exact measurements when you're using chocolate chips like that. All right, so now we're going to drizzle the chocolate and I will walk you through my drizzling process. Let me find my spoon in there. There we go. And I'm just going to stir that just a little bit more just to make sure everything is not starting to solidify. All right. So I'm standing at my pan and I have it um, Short sides are on the left and right at the nine and three position and the long sides are at 12 and six. Again, I'm right handed. So I am starting at the right hand end of the pan. So like a three o'clock position and I'm just kind of tilting my pan over my uh, brownie mixture. I'm not tilting it to the point where it's spilling out. I'm just tilting it so I can scoop some out with my spoon. And I'm going to start in the top right hand corner with my spoon. And then I'm just going to drizzle that over the top, just back and forth in that zigzag formation. I'm give me another big spoonful. And just drizzle back and forth. And just kind of remember where you stopped drizzling so you can just start there again. And if you get a little more, then... You want to, that's fine. And I try to keep my pan touching the left-hand side of my, I keep the the pot touching the left-hand side of my pan, simply because I don't want to drizzle this all over my countertops. All right, so now that I drizzled, there was a lot left. So now I'm pouring and I'm spreading. And oh, I want to get in there with all that yummy goodness and start licking a pan and scraping it out with a spoon, all that good stuff. But I don't want to do that one because it's going to be hot. And two, I'm on a call and I don't want to do that. All right, so I've just spread that evenly. And I think when um, the recipe was written for the individually wrapped caramels, um, they took into account that you were going to eat some of the caramels and not put them into the, in be melted. So it, it made a lot. Okay. So now comes the fun part. We're going to drop by spoonfuls the rest of the brownie batter on top of the caramel chocolate chip mixture. And then we're gonna stick this back in the oven for 20 minutes. You know what, Courtney's gonna just go in with her hands and I'm just gonna get about a tablespoon and I'm just gonna start placing it on the batter just like you would like cookie dough. And it's going to spread out some. And you don't have to roll this into balls or anything. And there's no, you know, uniform way I'm doing this. Like I said, I'm just taking off chunks and just placing it on the caramel mixture. Again, resisting the urge to lick my fingers. (laughs) Oh. I usually do that at the end. I don't do that while I'm fixing it. I don't want y'all to think that I'm a nasty cook. because I
3: do. And then I have to go wash my hands like 19 times. And then it takes me an hour to make the brownies.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you've eaten half the brownies. I before like constantly, ever baked. Wa-
3: yeah, constantly mm-hmm. washing my hands when I'm baking. So you got to yeah. taste it. You got to make sure it's coming out right. You know,
1: exactly. Exactly. Do we have any questions or any raised hands? If you have any general um, cooking questions, I'll answer those once we get these in the oven. We have and questions? Once you
3: get those in the oven, I also have some tips and tricks that I came, that I have here that I can share too.
1: All right. Well, if you want to go ahead and start sharing those while I finish yes. up this so batter dropping.
3: If you're making these from scratch and um, it's important that you use good quality chocolate, um, the baker's chocolate is going to be um, like if you're making it and using the, the chocolate as the chocolate for the brownies. Um, the baker's chocolate is a better way to go about that rather than the, the chocolate chips and stuff like that. Um, and the big reason is unless you're melting those chocolates down and adding them to the butter, um, they stay in that chunk form. Chocolate chips have actually um, are made to keep that form more. So they have extra ingredients in them. Um, it's important to make sure you're measuring your ingredients and this is for any baking. Um, cooking is way different than baking. Um, there's a lot more science that goes into baking. So like when you're measuring your flour, you're not supposed to scoop your flour. You should spoon your flour into your measuring cup, um, and kind of fluff up or, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but make sure you're fluffing up your flour because you do not want to put packed um, flour into your recipes. Um, that will give you more of a dry um, uh, outcome for your brownies or any of your baked goods uh, because that that's not the way the recipes are written. And so you'd have to have more moisture to go along with that packed brown sugar or that flour. Sorry. Um. When adding your butter and your hot chocolate, like melted chocolate and stuff like that, into your in, into your dry ingredients, um, it's important that you're not adding your butter when it's boiling hot or anything like that, because once you start adding in your eggs, um, it, if your other ingredients are really hot, they could start the cooking process of the eggs during that step rather than be you know, when you get it in the oven, and you really don't want that. Um, I also, when I bake, I typically have my eggs at room temperature. And to do that, I just put them in a small dish of water. And I have found that once I started doing that, my baked goods come out a little bit more moist. um, Rather than using the cold eggs, it really makes a difference. Um, using the correct pan is another one they have on here. So if you're using a larger pan than the recipe calls for, you're going to have a thinner brownie and then it's going to cook for less time and vice versa. If you're using a smaller pan, you're going to have a thicker brownie. And then you're going it's going to need additional cooking time and you can use a toothpick um, to in the center of your brownies. And I always check um, them. So if it says 30 to 35 minutes, I'm checking them about 28 minutes or so just to kind of see how they're doing. Um, do I think they need a lot more? I kind of like my brownies more on the gooey side. So I'm most likely going to take them out at that 30 minutes. Um, Also remember, even when you take them out of the oven, they are going to continue to cook because that pan is hot. Um, You can also line your pan with parchment paper um, before you put in your batter and all that. And the nice thing about this is um, once they cool, and it says to make sure you let them cool in the pan before cutting them. Um, you can lift out the brownies, um, with the parchment paper and then put it on a cutting board to cut them, which I find a lot easier to get straighter cuts. And I have a ruler that I keep in my kitchen and I, it's a, it's, um, like almost, it's kind of like a plasticky rubbery ruler. And I will literally put that on my, (laughs) on the food and I run it through my dishwasher. I've been using the same one for years. Um, but I will lay it down on the brownies or on whatever I want to cut and kind of use it as a straight line to you, to, um, line my knife up. And I typically will use a serrated bread knife to cut the brownies. And the reason I like to do that is it's nice and long. So I can, I can line it up with the edge of my ruler, take my ruler off and then make my cut and press down on the knife and cut through the brownies, um, so that kind of makes it easier to get straight and more even cuts. If I'm not, if I don't have something to kind of line it up, my brown, I, I cut diagonal. I, so, you know, it's, I'll have like three inch ones and one inch ones. Cause it, that's really hard for me to do. Um, I said Thanks, that. Kayla. Yeah.
1: Um, while you're looking at your list and thank you for your research. I appreciate that. So I put the brownies back in the oven and I have set a timer for 20 minutes and we'll take those out. I don't know if we'll have them done before the end of the call, but they will be gooey. Um, Once you take them out of the oven, you want to let them cool off just a little bit, not completely, but a little bit and then cut them. Then wait till they cool completely before you start to eat them. I know that's hard to do, but got to do it. <laughs> yeah,
3: that caramel huh. sauce in the center is going to really be warm, hot, and you don't yes. want to burn your mouth.
1: No, you don't. You don't. We are not responsible for burns that you inquire while cooking these recipes. All right, you got some more tips for us, Kayla?
3: I do. Um, don't overmix the batter. So, um, you the more you mix it so if you overmix it your brownies are going to come out more tough so we want to make sure all our ingredients are incorporated and then pour it into the pan um, And then like Courtney said you want to make sure you put your batter quarter or uh, uh, sorry um, evenly in the pan um, so that they break or they bake at a consist- consistency Consistently, So if one side of your pan is a little bit thinner than the other, you're going to have uneven cookage there and don't overbake, obviously. Um, um, and that's about it.
1: Thanks, Kayla. And sometimes, you know, when you're making brownies, um, especially on the box mixes, it will say mix with a spoon. And that's to prevent that over mixing. And it will say, you know, your, your batter may be lumpy and that's okay because it's, it's going to do its thing in the oven, whatever it does. So,
3: right. That's the word I was thinking, trying to think of for the flour. <laughs> Sorry. I was, yeah, so if you and I had your batter flour and <laughs> your cocoa powder, you're going to have a smoother brownie. Yes. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I had um, brownie batter all over my hands and. I was going to get it in my hair if I unmute it. So all right. Do so we have any other questions or comments? And I want to hear from you guys what y'all would like for me to cook on the next cooking call, which will be in two weeks. So it'll be the 24th. Not everybody at once.
0: We do not appear to have any hands. I was waiting to see if somebody was going <laughs> to uh,
1: I figured you were. So. Probably going to do, I may look at doing either uh, some kind of stir fry. Um, because I know that's something that has been requested in the past. And I didn't get to it. So, and I've been craving some stir fry. I may do some stir fry with rice and egg rolls.
0: Ruby has something to say.
2: Okay, Harvey, go ahead. I think the idea of a stir fry sounds really good.
3: Thank you. Um, One other thing you can buy a brownie pan, um, which I do have now. Um, And thank you, Jonathan, just reminded me of this. I saw, I just heard your email come through. So um, there's a brownie pan you can get on Amazon. And um, it's a, the one I have is a metal pan and it has a sheet that goes in the bottom of it. And then it has like a grid that you can press into the brownies. So if you really like the edge pieces, you can cook it with this metal grid inside of it and then all your brownies have four sides of brownie edges. Um, however I do not like brownie edges, so I just you can I use it to cut the brownies afterwards, after they're done baking. So I get my, my center pieces.
1: And I like the edges. And I have some brownie pans that don't have that. They're the individual, like, cupcake type. I mean, it's not as deep as a cupcake uh, pan, but it has the individual wells. And it makes good cornbread. <laughs> I like my crispy edges on my cornbread, too. So. I do
3: like it on my cornbread. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, mm,
3: cornbread. I'd hope you have one something of those? else to say.
1: Okay, hold on just a moment, Harry. Do you have one of those pans, Kayla?
3: I do not. That is the
1: brown, okay. Um,
3: so I have the brown, and then I have never. like some silicone pans that are divided up in different ways so I can make like mini loaves. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it has eight slots for mini loaves in that one. Um, okay. Which I really like more than the full-size loaves, to be honest. Yes. I've really gotten into making mini loaves um, And then freezing some of it and keeping some of it um, for now to type of things.
1: They ship easier too and when you ship me a mini loaf of bread, I can eat a whole loaf and not feel (laughs) too guilty about it.
3: (laughs) Yes. All right. Okay, Herbie, go ahead.
2: Well, first of all, Kayla, what did those poor brony edges ever do to you? I mean
3: I like a mushy and gooey. Oh yeah. No crunchy crunch.
2: I wonder if like have you tried greasing well the sides of the pan as well as the bottom with like I wonder if that would eliminate the help eliminate the edges a little bit more. Even if you use like parchment paper for the bottom, you know, just greasing like the sides of the pan because then they won't stick yeah, to I it as much. I
3: actually do um, grease the pan.
2: Okay.
3: Even if I use parchment paper, I I grease the sides.
2: Right. And also I guess you, t- I-, I guess you two around. have an advantage though. If you two are ever in the same household, you'll never fight over brownies because it's like, okay, I'll take the edges, mm-hmm. you take the center, and uh, we're all happy. So uh... there you go. I'll eat the
1: outside, and she can have the middle.
2: Groovy.
0: And I think we might yeah. have somebody with something to say over in clubhouse.
1: Yes. I okay, Do we it have is Anissa? Okay. Hi, Anissa.
0: Hi. Yes, it was me. But um, you, I believe, Kayla and Herbie, they answered the question I had about whether okay. or not we should oil the pan before laying down parchment paper. So, thank you. You already answered it for me.
1: All right. We we're mind readers. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding.
3: And when uh, I sometimes... do the parchment paper, I have it the the width of the shortest. Of the, So it goes the length of the pan in the bottom, and I have it come up the edges on the shorter ends over the top of the pan a little bit. So once it's done, I have something I can kind of pull that out with.
1: You got you some handles there.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I do that with like my banana bread and stuff like that as well so that it comes out Mm -hmm. um, of the pan and not leaving part of your bottom of your bread in the pan.
1: Yeah, um, I did it before the call, but I did spray my pan with nonstick cooking spray. And I always try to spray it really, really well in the corners and on the edges. And sometimes it sounds like I'm putting the whole can on there. I spray it so liberally, but I I don't want my goodie to stick. You know, I want to be able to get it all out and eat it.
3: And I typically, when I'm spraying a pan, I do it over the sink. So that if I miss the pan, it goes into the sink rather than on the counter, you know, kind of keep it, keep my mess contained.
1: Yeah. I probably do it and just don't realize that I did it. All right. Do we have any other questions? Uh, None that I see, but we do have nine minutes left. All right. Thanks so much, Tori. So I'm gonna kind of quickly go over the cooking calendar uh, with HTV. On the first and third Wednesdays of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern, there is small uh it's electric and it's led by Ginny Johnson. And she talks all things small kitchen appliances. So crock pots, air fryers, um, Instapot sandwich makers, anything that's small kitchen appliances, she talks about it. And sometimes she has time to share a few recipes. On the second and fourth Wednesday nights of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern, you have the recipe swap with Sheila Young. Again, that will be tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. And she usually has a theme each week that she uh, presents. And this week, it's Mother's Day recipes. Then Herbie's Cooking Corner is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. He cooks sometimes, and sometimes he has guest cooks and guest speakers to come in and talk about different topics. And that's a really good call. And he has Tori there to keep him in mind. Chanel needs all the help she can get on that one. And then the second and fourth Wednesdays of each month at 2 p.m. you have In the Kitchen with Courtney. Uh, also once a month and, uh, on Sundays and I do another cooking call with Future Insight and it's called Out of Sight Cooking and we will, I will be, um, cooking on the 4th of June. So it'll be the first Sunday in June and that's at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you are interested on how to attend that call, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com. And we can get you the information on how to register for that call. Or you could go to futureinsight.org and follow the events tabs and register for the cooking events and any other events that they have. If you would like to subscribe to our listserv where you get the recipes for this call, Jenny shares recipes sometimes and Herbie and Tori share recipes from their call, you can send a blank email to acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. Again, that's acb-cooks, plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. If you did not get that information, you can find it in the email or in the description of today's community email. And if you need to contact any of our cooks, you can reach any of them at acbcooks at gmail.com. And we will get that to the person you would like to get it to. All right, well, let's see how much time we have left on our brownies. Alexa, how much time is on the timer? You have five minutes and seconds left. We have five minutes left. So it's probably not going to be done before they, we end the call. Uh, so Tori, do we have any other raised hands?
3: No, we do not. Okay. Oh, I wish we had smell of zoom so I could smell those brownies I know. baking.
1: They're starting to smell good. They are. They are. So they should start getting really good and, and smelling good in the next two or three minutes. That means they're getting done. Um, well, since we're not going to have the brownies done before the call ends, I want to go ahead and say thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you. Chanel and Tori and Kayla for helping out today and Herbie for chiming in as well trying to get those brownie points. So so when you eat your (laughs) brownies you can think of Herbie. I will send out this recipe uh, sometime later today. So if you would like this recipe again send a blank email to acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblist.org that way you can get this recipe and any others that are presented on the cooking calls. Y'all have a great Wednesday afternoon and we will see you at the next community event.